0: Welcome back to Top Ends with Twins. We are happy to have you here. Um, So today we're going to do it a little bit of a different format than typical. So Luke is not going to be on this podcast and it's just going to be me kind of talking about game week 25 and then going into game week 26, kind of some good matchups and also the blinks looming in 29, the possible blinks. They're all kind of like question marks that we're somewhat certain, somewhat not certain of. And then possible double game weeks in 34 and 37. But yeah, um, let me kind of just review my team real quick for everybody. So they know where actually I'll start with Luke's team and then we'll go into my team real quick. So everybody kind of knows where we're sitting. So Luke had 75 points this last game week and he had Pickford who was extremely unlucky. I will say I think he's made Luke. I think Pickford is, I think he's the highest point. I'm pretty sure he's the highest point goalkeeper this year. He's if not, he's up there at the top of the list. But Luke made a really good transfer, probably like I don't know, he's probably had him like 10, 15 weeks at this point. But so he had Pickford. They gave up a goal to um Crystal Palace against for Jordan IU, who scored an absolute worldy Stuff you can't plan for. Crystal Palace looked like they didn't have any way to really score a goal without without Elise and Eze, it just seems like Palace are gonna struggle and Flounder. I know they have a new manager coming in, so he was on Track Frankfurt's old manager from twenty twenty three, so he did really good things with Frankfurt, but obviously kind of burnout towards the end. So I think it's an exciting hire for Palace. But in saying that, we'll see if they get a new manager bounce, they may. It's um if they I think the real thing for Palace is that if they wanna stay out of that relegation fight, they have to get Elise and Eze back healthy, which is at this point it really sucks because they're so talented. But um with that then they really lack a lot of creativity. So for Luke at the end of the day, it was Hard to take that one, but it happens, you know? And then he had Breathwith and then Bradley and a Stupian in the back. Stupian's the same situation that I have. I have him on my team, and he has been um, lacking, to say the least. He didn't start this week, subbed on, played nine minutes, and just it, it, it's been a – he's been a shit show, honestly, as an FPL asset because he gets hurt, and then he comes back. In one of the cup fixtures, scores an absolute banger. Says I'm back, and then now it's just like he just can't find um, a run of fixtures, or when he starts, they can't keep a clean sheet. So probably looking elsewhere from a stupian. Sorry, but um, let's see. Then in his midfield, he had Neto, Richardson, Foden, Gordon. He had Neto with five, Foden with five, Gordon with eight, Richardson with two. Watkins, he had up top, 13. Really good week from Watkins. Then Holland with 20. Captain, that was Luke's captain this week. And Slonke. So Luke's Luke's forwards carried his team this week. Um, If he would have stuck with that Odegaard pick, he had um, a couple that he held held for probably, what, too long. And then now he got rid of him, And now it looks like Odegaard is coming back into a really good FBL asset because Arsenal are just smashing people right now. But it's part of it. That's one of the things I mean, like I've talked about a lot is that he has been really unlucky this year because he's been so early on a lot of people. Like he was early on Hoyland and then Hoyland found form and now he has scored his six returns and six matches. He had Jota before Jota was doing really good. Even though Jota is hurt now, he got hurt in this double game week, which really sucks for Liverpool because he was in great form. Luke was also early on. Um, who was it? There's another one. I don't know, but the me and Luke were kind of talking about that, that um, if I could play my bench and if he could, um, if I didn't leave points on my bench and if he kind of just went with what he thought and like he had good reasons for investing in these players and he just didn't really stick with it long enough, I guess. But it's also, there's a thin line between sticking with an asset you believe in, but if they're not performing, going to an asset that is performing. So it's just the balance as an FPL manager, you know, but let's see, let's look at my team real quick. So I had 72, three points less than Luke. I 5.6 million in the world. Not great. I had Edison in the back, 11 points. My back line sucked. It was Marino, stupid, and Botman. Did not perform. Then I had soccer in the midfield. Gross. Soccer with 15. Gross with 8. Foden with 5. Barkley with 3. Palmer with 2. Then I had Holland up top as my captain. He got 20 points. Darwin, 5 points. He got hurt and came out in the first leg of that double. So a lot of disappointment in my team this week. I would say like probably three weeks ago, I set up my team for this double in game week 25, brought in Ross Barkley, Adebayo and the, the demoralizing part of it is that I took Adebayo out for Hoyland. And it's so frustrating because Hoyland has two goals and, in, and um, in the United in the um, Luton town fixture where Adebayo was going to play, and then he gets hurt in the warm-up and misses both of the doubles. So it's frustrating, but we can't plan for this stuff. There's no way to know he's going to pull his hammy in a warm-up. It's unfortunate, but we move forward because there is a lot of opportunity going forward for everybody in FPL. So um, let's see. I'm going to take a little break, and then I'll be back, and I'll kind of dive into more of like the the fixtures in 26 who's blanking what are the good matchups and then um i'll kind of talk a little bit about um game week 29 where there's going to be a lot of blanks, most likely and then 34 and 37 where we're going to have some doubles so most of that will be just kind of translating ben krell schedule for everybody but uh, we'll post that on all our socials and everything but it seems like like i said there's a lot of upsides so i'm gonna take a break and i'll be right back Hey everybody, um, I am back, and I have not descended into madness yet. I am doing pretty well, I'd say, um, on the madness level of things. I'm not, I'm not falling too much. It's like I'm kind of just balanced right now, which is really good. Um, it is a little weird, I, I will say, to record a podcast by myself. I've, we've never done it this way, and it's, um, it's interesting. I think it's a completely different experience. It's. I will say I do prefer to have Luke here because I think he's a good balance. He's also my best friend, but it's like he's a really good balance because when I go on tangents, he kind of just gives me a look where he's like, all right, dude, like cut it off. You know, like this is like argh, stop and um, without him here, I may just be going on about nonsense, which is fine because it's just a different experience for everybody. So I hope this is going good for everybody, but let's see. Um, so we're going to talk about game week 26. Um, This is a odd game week. So we have blinks from Chelsea, Liverpool, Luton, and Spurs. And it's a difficult one to manage really because I think a lot of people probably took hits going into game week 25 where you took a negative four, maybe a negative eight to get more doublers in. And it probably didn't pan out to the level we all expected, which this is really interesting. I'm going to show you all – share some stats with you um so the top performer of game week 25 was McAllister for Liverpool 17 points tied with Gakpo for 17 which honestly nobody would have picked that I mean like their so their ownership McAllister is um this this these numbers could have changed a little bit the last couple I think I took a screenshot yesterday but um Sorry to cough a little bit. Um, but so McAllister has ownership of 2.9%. Gakpo is 2.2%. And then the next top performer was Socket at 15, tied with Adringa at 15. And then Odegaard, 14. Ja Gomez from Wolves, of 14. And then it kind of goes Watkins, Rodrigo, Hoyland, tied with 13 points. But my whole point of that is that there's so much opportunity in this game right now but a lot of the, the thing we talk about a lot is consistency and like having points just tick away week after week. And I think it's, it's difficult because I mean, we see double game weeks like this where you want to load up on the biggest stars, the um, most likely to score. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. I mean, look at Adringa. He has 0.8% owned. Like, that's crazy. And he's 5 million. So he seems like a great asset of Brighton. If they're scoring goals, Let's see. Let me tell you their run going forward. Just so everybody knows. So this week they play Everton at home, which could be a good fixture. Um, It seems like Everton have kind of lost a little bit of the stonewall defense they had earlier in the year, but they're still resolute. They're still really good. And they play Fulham away after that, Nottingham Forest at home city at home, Liverpool away, Brentford away, Arsenal at home. So, for Brighton, it seems like a Dringo would be a really good move up till game week 29. And then from there, it's just like pure carnage. I mean, playing City at home, Liverpool away, Brentford away, Arsenal at home. That's Those are four extremely difficult fixtures for Brighton. And I mean, the Brentford one, even that one is is difficult for Brighton because, I mean, Brentford will easily hit them on the break. It's, that's going to be a big game of cat and mouse. it will be the same way with Arsenal too, especially. But, I mean, the thing is, the Serbies brightness have shown that even if they they have 100 people that are injured, he's going to find people that can perform for his team, play a system, and they can beat anybody on any given day. So you could see some points dropped by um, some of the title contenders in that little run. So keep an eye out for that. Um, let's see. Um, but, yeah, there's – so let's kind of go into this this game week. Let's see the fixtures – that I would highlight. I mean, the big, I think a really big one is Villa playing Nottingham force at home. Nottingham force have been a lot better. I think the last like probably three or four weeks, but it still really feels like Villa at home is just a different monster and not, they could, they could really route route for, so you could see a lot of goals from that fixture. So as a non Watkins owner, that's kind of scary to me. And then, I mean, and then Villa play, so they play Nottingham Force at home, Luton away, Tottenham at home, West Ham at home, and Wolves, Wolves at home. So they have a really good run of fixtures going forward. Um, the Bournemouth and City play this week, which is an odd thing to balance because as a non-Solanke owner, I think I really want to bring him in. And it's like I have two fixtures this – I have two transfers this week. I could go to Solanke – Because they're going to play Burnley away, then Sheffield at home, and Luton at home in the same week. And then Wolves away, Everton at home, Crystal Palace at home, Luton away. So, Bournemouth probably from 26 to 32 have one of the best runs of fixtures. But it's like that first city one is going to be tough. Um, Let's see. Let's look at Bournemouth there. So, let's see. So, it does kind of seem unlikely which we'll post this stuff on our social medias. But according to Ben Crellin's schedule, he has kind of like percentages of um, who he expects to play in 29, the percentage of them playing. And the Bournemouth versus Wolves match has a 15% chance of occurring in 29. So that means that they would have a blank in 29. But to me, I mean, that's that's what like – four game weeks away. So I think there's enough time to kind of balance that. We don't really want to have a blank in that run, but it wouldn't be the worst thing because I mean, to have Slanka in your team for Sheffield at home and Luton at home, I mean, say less, like I'm, I'm, I'm already sold. So that'll probably be happening in my team. Um, Let's see. Who else do we like this week? So um, let's see. Let's see. United play Fulham at home. That's that's a really good fixture. I'm let me tell you all I'm wishing I did not sell Hoyland now because let's see they so they play Fulham at home, Man City away, Everton at home, Sheffield at home, Brentford away, Chelsea away, Liverpool at home. So that's a pretty decent run of fixtures. I'd say United may struggle a little bit over that run though because I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll still points off City. I'd be a fan of that. Um I'd be okay with that even if it's United, but Splitting points with City would be ideal for me. Um, the Newcastle-Arsenal fixture is going to be a really, really fun one to watch because Arsenal just kind of come off that Champions League loss to Porto where they did not record a single shot on goal. There were some chances for them, especially it was a weird match where like every time I looked up, it was Arsenal taking a corner or some kind of Porto shit house happening. So... We'll have to see how they respond. And another thing I wanted to highlight from um, Game Week 25 performers is, is guess guess who had 12 points last week? Guy Havertz. He is 1.6 percent owned, 7.1 in the midfield. It seems like he just kind of kind of have these random matches where he shows up and gives a goal and assist. And to me, it's not. I'm not like that's. Honestly, not me shitting on him because I think what he does for Arsenal is really good, and I actually really enjoy watching him play. I don't know if the consistency's there, but if you want like a a really crazy outlier to have week to week, I think Havertz has the ability to do that. You know, he um, he's going to be a part of their corners. He's going to be floating through that attack. So if you if you see a good Arsenal matchup, I don't think Havertz is a terrible way to go. Really. I mean, you have Havertz, Troussard, Martinelli, Sokka, Odegaard. I think Odegaard and Sokka are the two this year that are the most prime assets. But, I mean, if you want somebody less owned, I mean, so Sokka is at 61.9% owned, and then Odegaard's 155 So Havertz at one6 is a true, 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 true differential. So that's, that's an option for you out there. Um, let's see. Who else do we like going forward? Um, I think... Another team that we really should talk about is Wolves. So they have Sheffield at home, Newcastle away, Fulham at home, Bournemouth at home, Villa away, Burnley away, West Ham at home. The Sheffield at home matchup is very enticing. They, um, it, it really just seems like Wolves this year. We, I was texting one of my buddies actually about this because he's a big Wolves supporter. And at the beginning of this year, I think me and like both predicted Wolves to go down. And let me tell you, I am fully admitting on this podcast, we were both so wrong. <laughs> like, honestly, one of our biggest misses on this podcast was Wolves this year. So shout out to Wolves because, I mean, they're easily, easily proving us wrong. Let's see. So if we're going to look at Wolves' assets, I mean, it it really feels like the best way to go is Neto because he's he is – as long as he doesn't get hurt again, he just seems like he is an absolutely great asset. I mean, he's 5.7 million. Let's see. Since he's come back from injury, he's had a one pointer, a three pointer, a 13 pointer against United four pointer against Chelsea two against Brentford, and then five against Tottenham. And if you watch that Tottenham match, the break that he went on to seal the second goal, where the ball kind of bounced around, fell out, got played out to him. His pace, well, he is he seems like he's gonna be a great fit in the in the as a slaw replacement at Liverpool eventually. So keep an eye on that. But I also I kinda of lean more into the um the Wang Hee Chan group of the things because he got hurt. Um actually so he was gone for AFCON. No, for for Asia Cup and now so he's back and he missed the last match in 24 against Brentford. I think it was for travel reasons for stuff going on and then he came back in um, 25 against Tottenham had two points but there were a couple of chances I think that he's kind of floating around and he just seems like he's going to be involved with stuff for them especially with um, Cunha out. So he had an XG of, 3 point, of .30 I mean and with Sheffield at home it just feels like a matchup Wolves could just pile it on. Because honestly, at this point, I'm kind of like, why don't we just target Sheffield every week? Because they seem like they're just going to concede goals. And it sucks for Sheffield, but they seem like a great option. I mean, and Chan's shown that he has weeks. I mean, he's had a 14-pointer, a 10-pointer, 10, um, 10 again. Like There's there's upside there, especially if, with the way Wolves are playing right now. So um, I think he's a good option for them. And also another team I want to highlight going forward is Spurs. So they play – they blank in 26, so probably not moving to them this week, but then they play Crystal Palace at home, which, like I said earlier, there may be a new manager bounce with them, but we'll see how that develops. Villa away. That's a tough matchup. Um, Fulham at home. Luton. Fulham away, yeah. Luton at home. West Ham away. And Nottingham Force at home. So it it seems like, guys, that Spurs are – They've kind of been struggling recently, and I think that's a lot a lot due to their wing backs. They they seem to really just struggle when they don't have that ability to have Poro in the midfielder. I mean honestly Spurs have just had um they've had a rough go over this year with injuries. It's it's been very unlucky for them and they still perform. So I mean over their last what, like so they tied with United in twenty one two two and then they played Brentford in twenty two with a three to two win. They drew points with Everton in 23. They beat Brighton 2 1 in 24, and they just lost to Wolves um, in 25. But I mean, I, you know, everybody on this podcast knows that I am a huge Son supporter. I think he's honestly like he's one of those players to me that's going to constantly tick away at points, and he has the ability to go nuclear. I mean, we saw the game last season where he was in horrible form. Doesn't start, subs on in the second half isn't a hat trick in the second half. Like he just has the ability to do things like that. And the healthier Tottenham are with Madison's back. They have Kulusevski on the right. They have Richarlison up top. So the attacks looking good. Now Tottenham just have to get their wing backs healthy again because Poro's hurt and I think Yidogi's hurt too. So if we see some stability in that range, I, I think they're gonna be a really a really hard team not to have two assets in. Um let's see. Um that's so that's kind of like for this week probably the only fixture the main fixtures that I would target. Um I think there's a chance the Palace Burnley game could have <coughs> sorry, could have a lot of um a lot of goes in that one. I could see that one weirdly being like a really interesting contest where Burnley probably beats Palace. But who knows? Um let's talk about the double game week situation and blink situation in twenty nine. So, um, like I said, like I said two times in this podcast, we'll tweet out Ben Krellin's schedule so everybody can see it, his most up to date one, which we could tweet out and you could tweet one out probably Five minutes later that's more up to date than one we put up but we'll post this one that i'm talking about on our socials um so in game week 29 they're according to this to ben carlin schedule which i take as um the fpl bible but um villa the only teams that 100 percent will not blink so these are the fixtures that we think will happen are we're, we're looking at villa and west ham and then burnley and brentford And Fulham and Spurs and then from there there's um, it seems like a lot of the other matchups seem like there's a good chance of them blanking so we're gonna have to wait for FPL to put out up-to-date information about all that stuff but I think they're kind of just waiting on cup fixtures and congestion of schedule to clear up so keep an eye out for that Um, the blank could be really bad but if you have your free hit You can use it, but me and Luke talk about this a lot where we kind of like using free hits in double game weeks because then you can kind of maximize your return. And I think if you're kind of just missing points, it's it sucks. But like, I mean, look look if you free hit in game week 25 and you brought in you you took a chance and brought Gakpo in and McAllister. Like the points that you're gaining from that, from having them, especially at such low ownership is insane and I think a lot of people will play the blanks the same exact way and there's more flexibility within the double game weeks in 34 and 37 to really make up points in your mini league to make up overall rank so if it I, I think I slide more in that mentality of playing more for the doubles than I do for the blank game weeks but in saying that the Villa West Ham Burnley Brentford Fulham Spurs I have Spurs assets I have and that's about it from those teams in 29. So I need to sit down and really plan out what I'm going to do when there's more concrete information. But I mean, game week 29 is, so we're in 26, we have 27, 28, and then 29. So got to really start preparing now if we want to be um, on top of the FPL managers. Okay, let's talk about, um one second, I'm going to take a drink of water. A little monologue's hurting my throat. All right. So let's talk about um, game week 34 and 37. Um, And so this is also another thing where um, it feels like there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of things that could change. um, But I'm just going to kind of highlight some of the possible doubles that would be times people want to triple captain bench boost free hit just different just um, some of the matchups that we're really looking for as FPL managers. So Let's see. Um, in game week 34, Arsenal will play Wolves and Chelsea possibly. And according to Ben Crullin's fixture expected fixtures, it's 1.53. So it, it seems possible that he has an 81% for the Wolves match, a 72% for the Chelsea match. It really feels like Arsenal, if they continue their form that they've been in, and of course, I mean, I think they play Porto again March 12th which game week 34 is way after that. So we're not even worried about that at this point. Arsenal could still be playing in the Champions League. So that's something to possibly balance. But it, it feels like an Arsenal triple captain of Saka is not out of the question or the realm at this point. I mean, if they're playing Wolves, who have been better, it may not be ideal, but Chelsea? It seems like Chelsea are getting better this year. I mean, they just took points away from City, so... Maybe not the easiest fixture, but Sock has shown this year that he can. I mean, he had a fifteen-pointer this week. I mean, you throw that on him, and that's that's forty-five points from um, from one match. And if he performs in both, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. So that I don't think he's a horrible option. It seems like um, also to back up real quick, if we're talking triple captain Slanke in twenty-eight, feels like the most nailed on. Triple captain at this point, really. I mean, playing Sheffield at home, Luton at home. I don't think any of these fixtures I'm talking about, possibly in 34 or 37, touch how good of a double that is. So, just so everybody knows, that seems like I think there were like what, 1.2 million FPL managers that use their triple cap on Holland. So, it's probably where a lot of the more active players will end up um, putting their triple cap in, is on Solanke in that double. Um, Let's see, we have Bournemouth. They'll play, um, it looks like they could play Villa and then Wolves, and they have an expected fixtures of 1.3, so that one seems a little less likely than the Arsenal one. Um, Let's see, what else? Mm -mm -mm. So there's a chance that um, Chelsea could play Brighton, Arsenal, or Tottenham, and... um, the most likely options are Brighton and Arsenal in a double. And then Tottenham is like a farther off option at 20%. So I think if Chelsea end up with Brighton and Arsenal, or ideally if they end up with Brighton and Tottenham, Cole Palmer may be a triple captain, uh, captaincy shout right there. That could be interesting. Um, let's see what Liverpool do. So Liverpool could play Fulham and Everton in the same game week, game week 34. That one seems kind of spicy, honestly, to me, where I put a little Sala, um, triple captain on that. And this is going to be the time too, where in game week 34, we go to 38 game weeks where it's the title race is really, the pressure is going to be amplified. So we're going to see some teams shy away from the spotlight and some teams want the spotlight. So this this Liverpool team feels like they are hunting for the title this year, that they are just performing. They're stepping up to the challenge as they have the whole year. So Salah in that game week, it could be a really fun triple captain because they're going to be really worried about goal differential if it's still as tight as it is right now. So he could be like, we know what Salah can do week to week. So that could be a good one. Um, let's see. And then City play... They could possibly play Tottenham and Brighton in 34. So those aren't bad. Um, I think they're a little tougher matchups where, I I mean, we know Holland can go nuclear against any team in the world. So um, he's always an option to play a triple captain. Um, Let's see. So United could play Newcastle and Sheffield in 34. Like I said earlier in the podcast, anything associated with Sheffield – I am probably intrigued. So maybe a spicy, huge differential Hoyland triple captain against Sheffield, maybe. But yeah, let's see. Who else do we have here? Um, We also have Newcastle. They play United and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace matchup could be really good. Um, And that's about it for 34 about the interesting triple captain options. Let's see in thirty-seven where we go. All right. So Arsenal are playing United and then possibly Wolves or Chelsea. That's not it's not crazy. Um Villa play. Villa and Liverpool play. That could be a really big matchup in thirty seven. That's um that's not really super enticing to me as an FPL manager, but that just from an FP for a Premier League perspective, watching that match would be a lot of fun. Um Mm-mm-mm, mm-mm-mm. And then after that, really, guys. um So City do for sure play Fulham in game week thirty-seven, which is a really good matchup for them. And then it's going to be Tottenham or Brighton. I think with w- whether each one falls, I think one of the Tottenham Tottenham matchups will fall in thirty-four or thirty-seven. So Brighton will be in one thirty in one of the weeks and Tottenham will be in the other weeks. Um Yeah, and then we also have United and Arsenal that week. So that one's difficult. I mean we've seen United Arsenal matchups where there's a lot of goals, so maybe maybe you just take a risk on that one and then and then United would play Newcastle or Sheffield, which is the Sheffield one falls that week. Could be interesting. Um let's see. But yeah, I think that is about it for me. Um, I think, the, like I said, for the blanks, doubles, all that stuff, Ben Krellin's page is the best way to probably find that information. So it's C-R-E-L-L-I-N. That's how you spell it, Ben's last name. But he's a wealth of information on this stuff, and I'm just kind of translating it for everybody out there. But it's good stuff to know. Um, obviously, Game Week 25 didn't play out the way we wanted it to. So I think... A lot of us would want game week 26, 28, 29, 34, and 37 to go a lot different. So don't be afraid to um, play differentials, but also keep that consistency in your team because I think that's what really matters towards the stretch run is us keeping um, keeping the points coming and making up distance in our mini leagues because some of us, like me, are kind of lagging behind and we need to change that so this is a big opportunity going forward so i hope everybody has taken away something from this podcast and if anybody if anybody has questions if they want to talk about it they can reach out to us on our twitter instagram we have a tiktok too so we're out there but um i hope everybody has had a good week up to this point when you're listening this and that you have a great weekend going forward and there's a lot of fpl points out there for everybody so um Thanks for listening everybody and I will talk to you probably with Luke next week and we'll um, have a good time again. All right. Thanks everybody.